Welcome back to Pumping Up Podcast. I'm your host, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Whiskey and Lulu. We're teaming up today with a rad podcast called the Midwesterners Podcast. We're going to do an episode all about me, previous governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I'm going to hand it over to the host of that show. Enjoy it. It's going to be epic. I'll be back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Nerdiest Podcast in the Midwest. An episode where we're going to be talking about all things, like the man said, Arnold Schwarzenegger, here on the Midwestern Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Brian Stoffel. We are the Midwestern Nerds. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-E-R-N-E-R-D-S. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Midwestern Nerds. We are the Midwestern Nerds podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to MidwesternNerds at gmail.com. You can find and stream and listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. This week, we are joined with a special guest making his first return back to the podcast. First return. Since episode who our first official guest on the midwestern nerds podcast back with us once again welcome back dr jazz jonathan stone jazzy jazz the stoniest of the stones welcome back it is i we are here to talk about the man the legend arnold schwarzenegger this is this is one of the things that we bond over the most, I think, is is Arnold and our our love for the man. <laughs> our guilty pleasure love for his movies. Tell me, Jazz, your origin story with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, we're, jumping right we're, we're jumping right into it. Oh, what gee? what what got you what got you into Arnold? What what started this passion with you? Oh god, dude. This is a it's a pretty deep origin story. We're excited to hear it. Uh, I think okay. There's two. There's two different things we need to dissect in the origin story. One is Arnold the legend on a social level. The guy's a fucking god. He's great, and I think we both know that my dad and I, we certainly watched a lot of Arnold movies growing up. So, like, I feel my dad was definitely a product of just enjoying a lot of those movies even though some of them were raunchy some of them were like too action-packed he didn't care he would turn a blind eye away from the fact that there was violence and like three titties <laughs> <laughs> and he would still watch that shit see at the body right there and he would still watch that shit with with the kids and you know i used to be a christian counselor and they allowed us to watch Arnold movies. So it nice. wasn't just my dad. It was like a lot of people allowed Arnold to be in the household. And I, so I have to say, like, one, yeah, introduced 
from my dad. And then the second part is Arnold is the meme. Arnold is the meme, which really, I feel like a lot of people held on to early 2000s. It started before memes were a thing. Yeah, it started before memes were a thing. I mean, he was one of the original memes was the baby. There was a baby face with a helmet and it said, get to the chopper. And this was like, you play Counter-Strike Go, you play early internet, that meme was pasted everywhere. Get to the chopper. Dude, that shit, I saw that, I was hooked, but it wasn't necessarily even on the internet, it was Thor. Our friend Thor, who really grabbed onto that, get to the chopper. Yep. He had like this winter hat on, and he would just say it when we go to these, I don't know if it was like... Somewhere in Wittenberg, he would say that shit. We went to Wausau, and all he did was like, get to the chapel, get to the chapel. And then we all replicated it. And by the end of the night, we're all like, we got to the chapel. And yeah, I, I feel like that really started the snowball effect of this infatuation with Arnold. And ever since, we don't lack discipline. We, we... <laughs> Dude... Honestly, for me, that that is where it started. Arnold and and this passion around Arnold started with started with Thor. Yes, one of our good friends. His actual name is Thor. It started with him. He always yelled, "Get to the chopper!" He even brought that across the seas when we went to Europe for our school trip in Europe. And, Freaking on the mountains and see a helicopter. There's photographic evidence and all that, but like that's where it started. But then it manifested and it grew with with your household. I would come to your house and hang out with you and your brother, and your dad would come to the living room and we would just throw on a random Arnold movie. It would be like like the running man, you know, rip your freaking head off. Wait, I don't want to screw you. That's uh, that's total recall. Oh, that's total recall. Total recall. We're we're gonna be getting into all these Arnold movies with this talk because it's we're here to talk about the man, the myth, the legend. An encyclopedia for Arnold quotes. The YouTube video. I was gonna say the YouTube video <laughs> is like the prime source. So there's a YouTube video. That's got like, what is it? It's like 20, 25 minutes, and it's just Arnold, Arnold one-liners. It's like all the one-liners picked out from all of his movies in almost a coherent way. The perfect way, like it. You 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 get the the heavy hitters that are sprinkled in there. You get like the 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 next tier that are sprinkled in, and then you get the line of like all of the times he said. Bullshit! In in all of his movies, just back to back to back. Bullshit! Shit! Bullshit! Bullshit! I feel like I Arnold's his brand now is this meme. It's kind of like Chuck Norris. Like he's definitely bought into it himself. He took yeah. he took what Chuck Norris had back in in the early two thousands, early to mid two thousands, like. Chuck Norris was the big thing where it was like, it's like you know, Chuck Norris eats bullets for breakfast or or yeah, something like that. Like every day of the fucking month, new Chuck the, Norris quote. The unstoppable Chuck Norris, and then Arnold got brought back to like the zeitgeist and kind of like owned it and and stuck with it. You know, like 
I think of Chuck Norris and his popularity as like back in the day, like back when we were growing up and even before that when he was in all the action movies. But like Arnold's like the staple guy, like one of the staple action hero guys. When you think of like action movies and you especially like the one liners, I call them like guilty pleasure movies. But at the same time, it's like I don't feel guilty about loving those movies like they're. Right they're they're cheesy. They're over the top, but like there, there's like a certain brand to it, you know. Want to watch a super buff dude just be invincible? You watch Arnold, because you know, like he's not losing. That guy's so he his personal life, his movie life just reeks confidence, and that's what you watch him for. That guy had a vision, and he fucking stuck to it. He's the man, and you want to see that? You watch his movies, just be a badass. And totally de- just demolish. Let's go down that line for a little bit. So, should have probably started off by saying this, but we'll start now. It's the Midwesterners' fashion, you know. We just kind of we we kind of go with it, and and whatever happens in whatever order happens. So Where are we going now. Where are we taking us? The main reason why we're doing Arnold for an episode this week, not just because you're here. That's the main reason because. You and me, it's like, we could talk hours upon hours about this man. Yeah, we do. For the viewers, we watch an Arnold movie at least once a year together, and we try, and this has been our tradition, we try. We've fallen short recently, but we watch Jingle All the Way every Christmas, best Christmas movie of all time. If you want to fight me, go ahead and try, but uh, put the cookie down! I could go off on a on a slight tangent here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to refrain. Just remind me later to ask you about Violent Night. Bro, oh, no, I didn't see that yet. I know. We'll we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk we'll later. Talk. Okay, all right. But we'll all right, we'll, we'll keep it back on topic, back on on Arnold for now. This podcast knows my love for Violent Night. It's wait, don't tell me there's a cookie scene. We'll we'll, we'll talk okay, later. Okay, we'll okay. talk later. But. Right now, Arnold's in the zeitgeist. Again, once again, he's back to the forefront. He's trending. Dude, he's owning Netflix, apparently. He is, he's like the chief head of action, is that, whatever. Is that real, or was that... It's some kind of lame bullshit title that they gave... <laughs> bullshit. That they, bullshit title that they gave him to, like, promote his stuff, but he's got... I like how we have, like, Tourette's with Arnold. <laughs> he's just talking, and then, like, bullshit. Arnold Torres. But he's in the zeitgeist right now. He's got two things out on Netflix. He's got the three episode documentary. It's a movie. Just it's a movie broken up into three chunks. Three hour long chunks. Arnold. It's about his life. The first episode is the athlete. Second episode is the actor. I haven't watched the third episode. Is the American? Ah, there we go. Three A's, baby. Okay, okay. The so three A's. I've watched it. Spoiler: I watched them all. I'm supposed to be studying for a test, but I get really anxious, and I need to. Sometimes you just need to. You need to take a little break. Sometimes you need, you need to someone. You need to see someone confident, like Arnold, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. So he's got that out right now. He's also got the limited series. Bar, which I haven't seen that. Haven't watched it yet either, so we're not going to talk a whole lot about it. All I'll say is that it looks, it looks hilarious. 
It looks action-packed. It must be doing pretty well because both this documentary and this limited series have been trending on Netflix. They've been in like the top, the top of the top 10. So like in the top three of the top 10 for like the past month. Oh, wow. Arnold posted the other day that FUBAR is getting a season two. Oh shit. So it is doing well. So it's doing well enough to get a season two, which I'm excited for. I'm excited to watch the show in general. Dude, that's big. That's big for Netflix. They never finish their series. Yes, it's it's huge for Netflix. It's huge for us as Arnold fans. I watched episode one of the documentary. You've watched the whole thing, so let's let's get into that first. What are your thoughts on the documentary? Was it Dude. obviously you you probably enjoyed it because it was about the man, the legend. It's true, the uh, icon. I have a lot of thoughts about it. I just are we doing spoilers here? I mean, it's a documentary. You kind of, you kind of talked about it when you when you came here earlier today. That like, uh, not to spoil anything of what you're gonna say, but like you kind of said right off the bat that a lot of it you already knew, but yeah. the overall experience though of seeing how it's done, seeing him talk about it personally, yeah, and all the yeah. stuff. I've got some behind the scenes stuff that I've looked into that I've and that I've heard about the documentary that's kind of interesting as well and I'll get into my side first but I want to know your side of it cuz yeah, yeah a like I said you're here cuz you're you're almost as big of if not bigger of a fan of Arnold than I am and B you've seen the whole thing so let's get your side of the things side of the story first I felt like you know you always you grow up in He's the action hero. So you hear like little stories throughout the days. Like, um, of course, he was in the military. You learn about that. It's trending on the internet. You see it on a forum or something. So you know, like, oh, cool. He's he was in the military. And then you hear like, oh, he bought the same tank that he actually operated while he was in the military. And then you hear about like some of the deeper things, like his divorce come out, and you kind of hear these things scattered out and that's why i really like the documentary is it really just made his whole story cohesive so his narrative that's my favorite part of it is it really just it's arnold's opportunity to uh, really provide his narrative and his story and i like the three a's you know as an athlete actor american he to this day is one of the best stories of confidence vision and just being that American, taking an opportunity, being an immigrant, growing up in a in a time where it was really challenging, you know, from his country, um, based on a lot of the trauma they've seen after World War II and the trauma that he faced with his brother, his his uh, parents. It gets deep, and I really appreciate that. And Arnold's one of those guys where he does. He is definitely a a member of the the boomer class. So if you're a millennial, a Gen Z, Gen X, whatever, you will not appreciate his mentality. But I hope you respect it because this guy pushed away all of his trauma into a box. <laughs> he just we watched that episode before you got here. So I watched. I've only watched part one, the athlete, and he got into the the family drama of it all, and one of the things that really stuck out to me was when he was talking about how his brother 
died in in a drunk yeah, driving accident. I didn't know about that. Too. And and when he was talking about you know how he was going through that, and then his dad had the stroke, and then passed away not too long after that, and how all this trauma was going on in his life, and he was talking about how like he didn't have time for for drama. He didn't have time for for feeling sorry for himself. He even talked about you know after getting second place in Mr. Uh, Universe or Olympia was one of the two. And he talked about how like he cried the whole night after getting second place. And then he was like, all right, I cried like a baby. Now it's time to go back to work. Mm -hmm. Like you, you hear people talk about that mentality, but then to like see it, you know, like he's not some guy who's just like, yeah, I, I did this. And then I, I decided like, it's, it's time to, to do my thing. And like, it's like, yeah, you kind of did, but it's like, no, he worked his butt off. And then the next year he won. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it, to me, like, I, I'm fascinated by kind of like looking at that and seeing two different sides in one. I, I see a lot of positive things that he does one. He just, he doesn't ruminate on the past. He just always has a vision of the future and doing better. Like he was, I mean, the, and I feel like therapists would probably agree. Like he was able to cry and process the fact that he lost and then he moved on. And a lot of people ruminate about their past mistakes or past wrongdoings or troubles and trauma. And it really eats at them. And he just was able to move forward. But at the same time, he had a lot of things that happened in his life that maybe he should have thought about that really did affect him on a subconscious level that really kind of showed its face later in his career as a politician and that's the third episode i really enjoyed since you can kind of see how this whole i feel like this whole documentary was him trying to solidify his legacy and you know, as someone who has been like the staple of the perfect man to end his career with a divorce, that has got to be something pretty hard to struggle with, especially as scandalous as it was. Like he he hid that affair from his wife and his family for like 20 something years or something. I don't know. It was quite a long time that he hid that from. And they talk about it in the third episode kind of the therapy session that he had with his wife when he told the truth and dude it's it's a little bit heavy to see someone who has ascended to such high tops in so many different domains and be a staple of and an, an inspiration to so many different people have such a humbling moment and to, to see a man who's been through all of those things and to hear his words I feel like it's it's a it's worth a watch just to hear that. At the same level, though, I think Arnold is also just not a very deep person. <laughs> you know, like that prototypical bodybuilder action star. Like the guy doesn't get deep. So, in terms of a documentary, it's not the deepest thing in the world. If you want a psychological thriller, you're not going to find it there. But this dude, I, I feel like he's just been such an inspiration to a lot of people in, in so many domains and uh, to see his story i'm a fan of it and it's you know love or hate the guy it it's quite a story and to hear it from his mouth and 
I'll jump into like some of the behind the scenes stuff that I found out recently about it. it. Like like I said, love or hate the guy, it's it's a more credible documentary than most documentaries that are based off of a celebrity. Most documentaries that are about a celebrity, there's those people have like the rights to to like the, the actual project where they're they're like a, a a main producer or something like that to the point where they can run whatever narrative they want to run mm -hmm. whether it's you know true false or whatnot arnold didn't have that for this documentary really and so the fact that he was as open as he was he didn't have creative control over it so he couldn't go in and be like mm, i don't I don't like the, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Let's take that out. Like they, they put what he said into it to make what narrative the creators wanted to do based off of the things that he said. He didn't have the creative control that a lot of celebrities have with their documentaries that come out about them. So it's like I said, love or hate the guy. It's one of the more true documentaries about a person that are out there. So and and like you said, you you've seen it the how open he is, especially when it comes to like some of the scandalous stuff. Like, it it is interesting to see somebody be like, "Yep, like I did this. I'll open up about it. I'll paint a narrative around it." I've read some of like the interviews that he did to like around some of this, like the documentary and and his show that that's come out on Netflix, where he's kind of dove a little bit deeper into some of those things and like he's kind of to the point in his life where he's he's around 80 years old where he he just doesn't give a fuck anymore and so like i've read some things that he said where i'm like hmm like probably gonna piss some people off but like he just he doesn't care you know and it's there's some freeing stuff behind that and but the also at the same time that like we do live in a time where some things should be more sensitive than that. I don't want to get too political here. We're we're having a fun episode here talking about this guy, but uh, I'll I'll echo what you said. I've watched I've only watched the first episode of the documentary, but I've loved what I've watched so far. I'm really looking forward to watching what's next with it. Fubar, I wish we could talk a little bit more about that. Neither one of us have watched it yet. As we've said time and time again on this podcast, it's a crazy time we're living in right now. There's an abundance of things that are coming out that are taking our attention. You, you're studying for the bar. You're you're waking your way closer and closer to becoming an actual doctor where I get it. You got to pick and choose what you got time for. This is true. This is true. So we can't talk about FUBAR now. But what we can talk about some of the projects, some of the movies that are near and dear to our hearts. Let's oh, dive into it now. Transition. Let's dive into it now. We're going to do, both Jazz and I, we're going to do our Mount Rushmore of Arnold movies. So our top four oh, I don't know, man. favorite Arnold movies. Top four or top five? We can do top five. Let's do top five. How, Let's... Many, how many people are in... There's four people on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave 
this uh, awkward part of the podcast right now up to the listener's uh, imagination, interpretation, but I can say for sure there are four presidents on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> we'll do top five. I've I, I like Google, by the way. But, there you go. <laughs> Don't have much of an imagination to use now. We'll do five. I, I like five better as a round number. It doesn't necessarily have to be like in order of like your absolute favorite to your fifth favorite. What what was really just to go back to the documentary, uh, the second episode when he goes through being an actor, they show how much each movie grossed. And I thought that was really interesting. I didn't hmm. know which one brought in the most money until like I never Googled it myself. I just, you know, they presented that information. I was, I was surprised. Uh, obviously the top few I wasn't um, Terminator 2 yeah. you know that one it's like in the top 50 of all time movies of all time whatever but I was really surprised which actually made the most money hmm. so um, are we doing like top 5 that we think are the best favorites the Midwestern fashion is there's, there's no best because mm. You know, it's opinions. Uh, everybody's got one. You know, there, there's, there's no concrete. Uh, yeah, you can go by statistics, and you can be like, oh, which one made the most money, and which one, you know, on Rotten Tomatoes has the best score for critics and audience. It's, it's still all semantics. Like everybody's got their own opinions, so we like to do favorites on this show, right. not best. So I like it. I like it. I'm good with that. I can do favorites. So we're doing five top five favorite Arnold movies. I'll give you mine. Jazz will give you his. Overall, they're all going to be some excellent, excellent recommendations. Dude, there's so much sentimental value in these movies. It's this is this is a really hard question for me. I'll be honest. I don't have a concrete list. I don't have written out right now. Fuck, it is so fluid. It is so fluid. What I should do. Actually, we'll we'll ramble a little bit while I grab uh, a pen and paper to get prepared here, because you know, Midwesterners' fashion sometimes I'm not prepared and I don't have everything all lined up in order. But I'm gonna write them down. I'm gonna keep track, make sure that yeah, we do have five, five for each. So, got my pen and paper. Doing the one, two, three, four, five. Who's going first? Are we going like maybe we'll both go with our fifth and then we both go with our fourth? Yeah, we could do Back that. Fourth. I had too much pressure to do all of them at once, man. I got to think about this. And wait, I, well, so I know this is your podcast and everything, but like you got to give me an opportunity to rearrange it after I say all of Oh, it. for sure. Okay, okay. For sure. You can write down if you want to, to keep track of what you're saying. If you need to reorder some things, because I'm, I'm writing down some stuff too. Because I, like I said, I don't have a concrete list. I want to make sure that I got some of these on here. So, oh my goodness, you know, I'm gonna take this opportunity to say that I feel like the meme behind Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think one of the main things that has made him such a meme is that every male thinks they can do an Arnold impersonation. 
Do you feel like that's true? I, I do, because for the longest time, I felt like I had a really solid like impersonation down. Honestly, and this will bring it full circle, you know when I realized that mine probably isn't as good as I thought it was? It was when you first came on this show. In episode two, we both, a little bit of Arnold came out of both of us. And listening back to that episode, I was like, huh, you know, I think Jazz's was better than mine. And then I was like, and then I went into like dude, an existential like size comparison. Like, dude, you have a better voice? And then shit. I went into like the existential crisis of like, is mine actually as good as I think it is? Am, do I really have a shitty Arnold impersonation? Is it is it good? Is it not good? You can't you can't show your your Arnold voice in the locker room now. My problem is there was a time in my life, and that was probably around the like peak Arnold like obsession for us, where I would just be alone and I would just have conversations with Arnold, with Wait, myself. What? So I would just talk what? out loud and have like conversations and. Listen, I'm not a medical doctor yet. There might be a diagnosis for this. You be the governor of California. Wait, you had conversations. With Arnold, I would, and I was mostly. Oh, and this isn't this isn't me making excuses. This is the honest truth. It was me just practicing my my uh, interpretation, and I what that's the way I did it. I was like, I gotta have a conversation. You gotta... came clean. I have to come clean. I didn't. I didn't speak to Arnold, but I would use Snapchat, mm. and I would I would speak in the Snapchat. Um, app and then like you know you can watch the video before you send it and I'm like damn is that a good Arnold or not and I would play around with it you know there you dude, go my Arnold's rusty now but dude I feel like I nailed it my time. Arnold's rusty right now too which is why and it was rusty freaking three that, years that's ago what, that's what I'm trying to say is like do you think most men have this conversation like do most men recognize they have a sharp and rusty Arnold they might I I feel like most men at least, you know, throw out the one-liners in the accent. I feel like they do. I feel that's what makes us men. Arnold is the personification of manliness. He is. Oh, dude, this is getting too deep. I need to take a sip of water, man. <laughs> All right. Trying not to have us ramble for too long about absolutely nothing. Although, with us, it could easily happen. This could be like a three-hour episode, and it... Well, it wouldn't surprise me. It's already like 12 o'clock. So I've written down... I don't want to show you. I want, I, want, I want to keep it a little private here. You need to get a bigger, bigger studio here. I work with what I got, man. <laughs> you work with Arnold once. <laughs> but I got, I got a little list out. I've got four movies. And I want to start with five. Hey, I just, Brian, you can always share your own voice with me. Well, to start with five. You like discipline. Tell me to turn that five into ten. I want to start with my number five, but I'm kind of like torn between three different movies. Okay, we're getting into it. Three. That's the thing. Like, what? No, okay. I'm gonna. This is what I'll do. I'm gonna make a choice. I'm gonna make a choice. And then what I'm gonna do after that choice. Did you look at my list? I did not. Did you look at mine? No. Okay. What if it's the same? What if it's the same? What if we have the same list? I don't think we will. 
I really don't think we will. I think we'll have close, but I don't think it'll be the same. We're at least gonna have. I just, I just, the order is really throwing me off. Yeah, I am going to have two honorable mentions because, like I said, five was number five was a toss up. So I'm gonna throw out the honorable mentions just to mention them, and then I'm sure we'll talk about them along the way because they could show up on yours. My my two honorable mentions are Total Recall mm. and True Lies. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Total Recall is like the true like sci-fi movie. Like, yeah, Arnold's got a, a few sci-fi movies that I'm definitely going to be talking about, but like Total Recall is about as sci-fi as you can get with Arnold. And it's got the most, like, I don't want to say forgotten one-liners, but that movie is chock full of the one-liners. Where, like, th- there's a few that stick out, you know, like, like, Zero at the party, and... It's on your shirt. It's on my shirt, but, like, there, there are ones like those where it's like, okay, like, yeah, I remember that. But then there, there are other ones where, where just as small as like, get your ass to Mars. Where it's just, I mean, the three tits. It recently got a 4K release, so I've watched it not that long ago, and it holds up. I, it's, it's a great movie. True Lies. This is this is where I get mad. That's not top five. This is this this is my girlfriend's favorite Arnold movie. I reason. watched it with her, and she was like, "I like all Arnold movies." Like she's like you. She, you, she you wanna... <laughs> she's like you've been winning me over with Arnold. Like sometimes, like I gotta fight if I want to watch an Arnold movie. But like she didn't want to poke the bear. Loved True Lies. Like it, it's one that works for for both us, us men and the ladies too. That it's got something <laughs> for everybody to enjoy. What's the lat when he shoots the guy off on a missile? What does he say? You're fired. <laughs> Do you think Arnold comes up with this shit, or writers are like, what's a good thing? Like, what's a good punchline that we could use? Honestly, I feel like it's fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. I feel like it started with with ad libs. Where they they just let him cook, you know, like 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 he he had, he did his three or four takes that that were done the way that they wanted it done. Then they were like, "We're gonna do one more. Do what do whatever you want to do. Do what feels right." Do whatever you want. And, and then he just did it. So that was fifty percent. I feel like the other fifty percent is like it was legit written in the script, and they envisioned this line said one way. And then Arnold just did his magic, and then it just became the one-liners to the point where charisma was just off the charts. And then, and then I feel like I feel like later on down the the road, like it's obvious in some movies, but I feel like there was a a progression of like, oh, this went from organic to we're writing these lines down, and Mm -hmm. and he's gonna deliver them, but he's gonna do his thing, and it's it's still gonna work. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. So those are my honorable mentions. It was it was those two, and then my number five. My should, number... I do, should I do some honorable mentions? If you got them. I, I don't even know. Dude, I'm so... I don't know what to put in the top five, and I'm, it's also close to me, but I'm going to... Okay, you know what? Screw it. This is what I'm doing for my honorable mentions. I'm going Batman and Robin. Okay. Batman and Robin is... I mean, I grew up. When that came out, I fucking loved it. And Arnold was in it. He was the ultimate villain to me. Dr. Freeze. Hell yeah. And then I watched it recently. You were telling me that. It was terrible. Like, that movie has 20 on Rotten Tomatoes, but it was, like, one of those movies you watch as just a fun gag reel, and it was a blast. I went on a date, actually. Wait, you watched that movie on a date? No, I kid you not. Okay, this I haven't told you about this. I matched with someone on a dating app, and they... Also love. They grew up. They're about the same age as I am. They grew up with like this is prime kid time, and you see, uh, what's his name? Who's Batman? Um, George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney as Batman. You know, he's got the Batman tits, and Robin. He's got the tight ass. Like those suits look slick as like you know. You're like, damn, these guys. They fuck. That's. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, basically, this they they just look slick, man, and. I just remember, like, it was just, a, like, the toys that came out for that Batman series. I had a few of them. I liked them a lot. But uh, I went on this date with someone that I matched with, and she sent me a photo where she cosplayed as Poison Ivy. Nice. And I cannot tell you enough, man. As a kid, she was a total babe. Her with the pink monkey outfit. And then she started stripping that pink monkey outfit off and his poison ivy? Are you kidding me? Total babe. Total babe. The the scene where she like kisses Robin. Total babe. And then Robin bamboozles her with the fake lips. Oh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And then dude, Arnold, just Arnold's quotes like, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! Allow me to break the ice. He fucking nailed it, man. So that's an honorable mention number one. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention number two. Mm, this one's really tough for me. It was between Junior. Okay. <laughs> I liked it. Wait, is Junior in your top five? No, he's not. It, okay. It's not. I'm gonna put it down as an honorable mention. Then, it's not an honorable mention. Oh, okay. It's not even. No, it didn't make it. It lost, and you're gonna be <laughs> mad at this that it's not top five. Ooh, Predator. Ooh. Yeah. What? Predator is honorable mention for me. I recognize that it 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 started a whole franchise of movies mm-hmm. that are quoted to this day with the last one, which was a great Predator movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was Prey. It? Prey. Prey is. Highly recommend. Great movie. Really like revitalized the whole franchise cinematically. Anyway, Um, I think we even talked about. We didn't talk about Prey, but we talked about Predator in the first podcast I was on. Yeah, yeah, but no, it was great. But 
personally, I don't have as much like sentimental value mm, okay. with Arnold in it and his role. And you'll see the movie that I picked instead of that one. Okay. Like that like serious role. But I will say the stick around quote stick around. It's in the chopper. Come on, man. The chopper's also in there. If it bleeds, we can kill it. I mean, it's all in there, but I I don't. Okay. Mac. It has all in there. You son of a bitch. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong, but I guess when I thought about how many times I rewatched these movies, Mm. I don't rewatch Predator. Okay. I've seen it a few times. And like when I hang out with you, I'm not gonna rewatch Predator. I'm gonna rewatch one of the other ones. Okay. So that's why it's honorable mention. And maybe I'm a fool. Maybe people will hate me, but this is why I told you. This is why I told you. I was like, I don't think our lists are gonna be remotely the same. I feel like that's number one for you. It's pretty close. Mm. I don't want to show my cards. Okay. All right. There we go. Now we're in the top five. All right. (laughs) Top five. I'll go first. My top, my my number five is Commando. Ooh, I had to go with Commando Why? because it's. This is gonna sound bad being the first thing that I say, but I'm gonna start off by saying it's also one of the first Arnold movies that I can watch with the lady because it's only ninety minutes. It's an hour and a half. Like it's it's quick. It gets to its points. Let, let, let's makes let, the points that it wants to make. Like he's an ex commando. His daughter gets kidnapped, and then he just kills them all. And it's like, it. <laughs> which, which in that documentary, in episode one, one of the people that helps him out early in his career, no bodybuilding. His last name is Bennett. Because as soon as they said Bennett, I was like, Bennett. <laughs> Run off some steam, Bennett! Run off some steam. So, I'm just putting dots together at this point with that. Oh, he definitely, he definitely made that up. This is, like, pop cheese. This movie is guilty pleasure, because, like, anybody could watch this movie and be like, that's not a good movie. But I love this movie. He's wearing because... a log, the opening scene, just like this huge log on his shoulder. Him and his daughter, like feeding a deer. Like, but it's just. It's... I think this movie was made just to piss off. What's his name? Sylvester Stallone. Because yeah. he killed more people than Rambo. Yeah, the body count's high in this movie. Like, the action, like, it's basically. Like, the plot's very loose. It's basically. It's taken, but like. An Arnold movie in the 80s, and let's kill as many people as we can. I will say it was pretty progressive of having the lead lady be African American, you know, oh. not the typical leading lady type for the 80s. Yeah, one liners like this movie's chock full of the, one- the one liners, too. You know what, Sully? I like you, so I'm gonna save you for last. Dude, that was Commando? Yeah, hey, Sully, remember when I said I'd save you for last? I lied. Yeah, this okay. number five for me. Okay. Like it, okay. I like it. It, it beat out. At the end of the day, too, I think I've rewatched Commando more than Total Recall and True Lies. So it was between the three of them. 
Commando made it out on top. Well, I'll go with my number five then, and it was True Lies. Okay. True Lies, because I, I asked the same question, and I find that True Lies is one of those questions, it, or one of those movies that I can go back and rewatch it. I, I can watch it with people who aren't fans of Arnold and his one-liner ways. Like, it's just a good plot. It's a good all-around movie. In the documentary, I think it's one of the highest-grossing movies, too. So I know, like, it does reach out to a lot of people. And I just enjoy it. It's, like, it's good fun. It's a well-written movie. And then it also has, like, what you want. Arnold kicking ass, but also being vulnerable and having a partner. Yeah, And I forget what her name is, but she's, like... Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, she's, she's phenomenal in the movie. Um, their chemistry is just great dude the 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 scene where she dances for him like i don't always find the actress that attractive but that scene it's like okay i see i see what you got Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i in terms of just being able like watchability i can i can watch that plenty of times so it had to go in top five for me plus i remember watching it with like my family and my dad and i just think everyone enjoyed like we were all invested yep. in the story we weren't laughing at the meme we were like enjoying an actual film so it still has a couple of the one-liners it like does. like it does. the one that we mentioned at the end of the movie and the one line i'm trying to remember it's been a while since i've watched this movie but i think it's like like his partner because he's like in the cia or something like that and like like his partner tells him that he can like leave his wife or something because they think that she's cheating, and then he's like, "You are really pissing me." <laughs> something along those lines. Yes, hundred percent. And then like him and the horse. <laughs> yes. The horse jumps across the building. Yes, it's like swimming pool. Ridiculous action, but it's like it's to see uh, a macho guy partner with his wife. Also kind of, I don't know if it's progressive, but like at the time, it was just kind of nice. It was a breath of fresh air. And it was one of those movies that just introduced a new element that I enjoyed. So top five. All right. My number four is going to fall into a somewhat similar line to your number five. My number four is a movie that I've only seen like once or twice, but it made such a big impact that like it made it into the top five and it made it above number five Mm. uh this is a movie that recently in all the interviews surrounding the documentary and the the tv show arnold came out and said that he feels this is his most underrated movie because he felt like it came out a little bit before its time and people didn't quite get it and if it had come out later it probably would have been a bigger hit and that's the last action hero. An Arnold Schwarzenegger spoof movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And done at the level that it was done. Like, this movie, it takes everything that we love about the Arnold movies. And brings it, like, up up front to where, like, everybody in the movie is aware of the jokes. Is, a, is aware of... Of the Arnoldisms of of the Arnold movies that it's, like it's a very self aware movie. It's the whole plot of the it's movie. The, the the kid yeah. literally gets sucked into an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. 
his character in the movie is called Arnold Braun Schneider. <laughs> Talking about like the meta. Danny DeVito is an animated cat in this part. Danny DeVito? Yeah. They really had chemistry. Yeah. Wow. Three solid movies together. Yeah. Four. Mm-hmm. If they ever come out with twins, this. Seeming unlikely. As some of the interviews that I've seen too is they've talked about how they want to do the movie, but like they don't have the rights to it, and like the person that has the rights to it, it's dragging their feet. Same thing with same thing with King Conan. He's like, there's like we've got a solid script for it. There there are like two or three other people who also have like different solid scripts for it. Mm-hmm. Just the people who own the rights are dragging their feet on it. Huh. So it unfortunate because i'd love to see the sequels to both of those movies yeah 100%. especially since i think they said that twins 2 would introduce a third sibling yeah. that that is yeah. the twin and it i think it they said that it would, that it would have been pierce brosnan oh really yeah i thought it was uh who was it someone else man i i forget some comedian Mm. Shit, what was their name? I don't know. Murphy something? Eddie Murphy? <laughs> I think it was Eddie Murphy. That, that could be funny. I think it was. But King Conan, that could be interesting too. But yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, anyway, back to Last Action Hero. Like, That's a good pick. I guess is, uh, this is the movie that made him cry, right? I think so. Yeah, he didn't. It didn't do well in the box office. He was coming from a high. Uh, I forget the movie that he had before it, but he was just feeling himself, and then he came out with this movie, feeling confident, and it just plummeted. People didn't like it, and he cried. And yeah, I recently picked up the 4K. <laughs> I haven't haven't rewatched it yet, but it's it's close on the list. I've been. I've been holding it off a little bit because I've been like slowly trying to like show my girlfriend all of like the Arnold movies, you know, and like I feel like Last Action Hero needs to get built up to like you see all the Arnoldisms in like the different Arnold movies and then you'll appreciate Last Action Hero more because you'll see those references and those inside jokes and the self-awareness to that movie where you're like, oh, like he did that in this movie and that movie and the other movie and now he's doing it here. You know, it's it's one of those movies. People are looking out for that type of thing when they watch. I would like to think so, and so that's why I build it up to that. I think you and I are. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, I I like this pick. It didn't make my list or honorable mentions, but it it does hold a special place in my heart since both of us we've lived a lot of life. We have exes, and we shared a very special night with our exes in a hot tub watching this movie. That's the first time I saw that movie. Yeah, my skin was so pruney. We were out in that hot tub the night before my brother's wedding. It was like two in the morning. Your dad was pissed <laughs> because we were outside. We couldn't hear the movie above the hot tub jets, so we like cranked it up. And he's like, it's two in the morning. Like, the neighbors can probably hear this movie. Turn it down. He, he came out, he's like, it's two in the morning. Like, a, like a question. Like, we should put it, put the pieces together. Like, oh, yeah, we should, we should get out. But, but I like, also remember, 
Scooby. But I also remember it was towards like the end of the movie when he came out, and we turned it down like maybe two notches, and then he sat out and watched the end of the movie before going back to bed. That's <laughs> how good this movie is. That's a good. It's a good one. It it had to be. It had to be on there. It's in my number four. Dude, my back was hurting after that night. Do not watch a movie in a hot tub. Do not watch it. It was like a two-hour movie, and we sat in that hot tub like the whole time. Yeah. Not a good choice. No. Well, I'm not comfortable, <laughs> but hey, an Arnold movie, it keeps you entertained, so there you go. I like it. Okay, wait. So that was your number four? Yep. All right. Speaking of Danny DeVito, my number four is Twins. I, I figured. Yeah. I, I love that movie so much again i think a big thing for me is watchability and it's just one of those movies where it was very unique at the time to see the plot be this spectacular image of the human physique and then have his twin be danny DeVito <laughs> and that dichotomy. short balding <laughs> just to see um What's and you'll if you watch the whole documentary, uh, it's really interesting. Arnold uh, reflects on his um, acting in Twins and how he had like a very naive look of life because he was coming from wherever and being introduced to the world and finding his brother. That's the persona that he took while running for office when he got elected. Mm. It's just being very open. And kind of naive, not naive, but like just asking a lot of questions. And that's he continually reflected on his role in Twins. That's not why I like the movie, but I thought that was really interesting from the doc. But I, I love the movie. It's funny to see them like match their, you know, suits together and just, uh, what's that one shirt? I want us born to, to be bad. Born to be bad, dude. I want us to get those shirts so bad with the fanny packs and like huge, like, Cargo shorts, cargo yeah. Shorts, such a vibe, and like tube socks with tennis shoes. Such yes, a bad look. I love it, man. I cannot praise that movie enough. The humor is hilarious. The plot's hilarious. It's just a classic. It's a classic to me, and it's my number four. There won't be, in our opinions, one bad movie on any of these lists. <laughs> and if you have taste in movies. <laughs> They won't be bad for you either. All right. Number three. Probably going to surprise you that it's so quote unquote low on my list. But at number three, mid level, our tradition movie every year. Jingle all the way. You son of a bitch. Hitting number three for me. Love this movie. Love this movie so much. I have one, two, three, four, five, six tops from this movie. On my on on my shelves, I have the card game that you got Reese's pieces all over the plastic protective sleeve that I put on the cards. Okay, you're the only person I know who puts plastic sleeves on their cards, and that's why. Who does that? That's why, because of people like you, mongrels like you, who decide to eat chocolate while playing a board game. Excuse me for trying to enjoy the fire things much, dude. It's Reese's pieces. I can't deny those things, man. They're great, but it was a good card game. It was a fun card game, yeah, and we, it's a we, fun... We played with Zach. Yep, and we played with your brother and uh, our other friend Rory as well. 
You did play as Rory. Yeah, it was the four of us. It was a fun game. You had to steal the action figures from from everybody. It was yeah, it was a fun time. Fun time and a great game. So I'm making great holiday movie. One of the best Christmas movies of all time. Jingle all the way. This came out like the perfect time for us. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of people who don't like this movie because they weren't, they didn't grow up in that time of like the action figure being like the big thing, the superhero action mm-hmm. figure, which, you know, reigns very true for me, reigned pretty true for you mm-hmm. growing up back in the day. Your family who didn't even celebrate Christmas, like this was a big movie for you guys too, just because of like the hunting down of that action figure for the sun. And just the hijinks that that he had with the mailman, just trying to get that. Oh, it's so good, and it's 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 timeless because we're talking about this stuff like it's Shakespeare, <laughs> but it is it is for us to be or not to be. Who <laughs> be? I think that's from Last Action Hero. I think so. I think you're right. But yeah, Jingle All the Way, uh, mid 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 list for for my top five, number three spot, solid. It it got the bronze. Uh, it's it did get the bronze. You it's know, probably my most rewatched Arnold movie because of our tradition. Yeah, uh, if it wasn't for the tradition, I I probably not. But it does hold a special place in our hearts, and I feel like a lot of other people's hearts just having that Christmas charm. Yeah. So it had to be it had to be in the top 5. It landed at number 3 for me. And you know, I'm going to just say it, it it was my number 3 as well. You know, I I feel like we have a special bond with that movie. But I feel if you ask most Arnold fans, it's probably not in their top. Probably five. not. No. So they'd I, be they'd look at me and they'd be like, "What? True Lies and Total Recall didn't make your top five, but Jingle All the Way, Predator, but Jingle All the Way, yeah, yeah." It's it's definitely one of those that it's special. I feel like if you look up Christmas movie tier lists, rank lists, it's probably up there. It's fun. It's a family movie. It's got some good one liners too. Put the cookie down. And of course, my favorite part about it is that, and to this day, it's a meme. You have those, uh, what are those called? The Pops? The Funko Pops? You don't have Booster. They don't make Booster because no one likes Booster. <laughs> no one likes Booster. It's such a beeline plot and uh, him beating up the Santas. Oh, That's yes. part of the movie, man. It's him. Fighting those Santa Clauses, and I love it. Pulls out the the fake police badge. <laughs> Been running this gig for six months, and you've screwed it up. It's truly a Christmas. Uh, it's a Christmas joy, and we should definitely watch it this year. For sure, we missed out last year, which yeah. bummed me out a little bit. But you know, life was just kind of crazy for both of it us. Was it was? Did we do it the year before? We did. We did it over, I think we did it over, that was the year we did it over Skype. Oh, that was a COVID, COVID year. I think so. Yeah, I was zoinked out. I was, <laughs> I think he was uh, making those cookies. Yeah. And that's all I wanted was cookies. Mmm, yeah. Yeah. Mmm, those cookies. Put that cookie down. <laughs> uh, my also, yeah, the, the scene where he, uh. Uh, like gives the reindeer the beer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
one go. All right, we're hitting our top two here. Tough times, and I know as soon as I reveal my number two, you're gonna guess my number one, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Number two, that's two in the title. He two, Terminator two, Judgment Day, arguably one of, if not the best action movie ever made. Some people will argue it's the best action movie ever made. Yeah. What what can I say about this movie that hasn't already been said? Uh, you know, it's yeah, it's yeah. got the action, it's got the one-liners. It's becoming too relevant today with how AI is kind of like making a big presence in the world at large. We we had a pretty significant conversation outside of recording this this podcast about, you know, how it's not just affecting you know the writer strike in the entertainment industry but it's also you know it's it's affecting like it's it's affecting the medical field it's affecting you know oh, yeah. uh, the therapy stuff like that and it's those are ripple effects across those are things America. just in our you know and ours our area our zeitgeist like i'm sure it's affecting like fields that we're not even imagining it affecting oh, but like 100%. the thing that i said and, and I feel very true about like this AI thing is that like movies like Terminator Two raised us <laughs> on the fact of like AI is a dangerous thing, and if you let it, it will go too far and it will take over and destroy the world. And I feel like we are living in like the the pre. T1, T2 era of like AI is starting up and eventually we're gonna get to fighting off, you know, Cyberdyne. Oh, wait, what if we treat AI nicely and we become friends like Arnold did, which was such a plot twist. It was. From seeing Arnold in the first T1, which was also a very good movie, seeing him come back as an ally. What a plot twist that was. Yeah, he was the good guy. He was which the good guy. I wish I could have like been alive when and like old enough to see that movie when it first came out. Mm -hmm. Because like people lost their minds at that because it wasn't it wasn't marketed to show that he was right. the it good was like guy. A, it was like a Darth Vader your father yes not, not to that magnitude but like but like people went into that movie being like oh shit like this little kid is gonna die because there's two terminators after him right now and then like the, the twist of arnold shooting the other one and being the savior being the protector mm -hmm. ah it's yeah such a great movie that movie is just so cool too you know, they really just built up his character, being a motorcycle guy. Just, you know. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. They just nailed it. They nailed it, and how they didn't have him kill, but then he still blasts their kneecaps. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I loved it, man. I, I honestly, it's not to jump ahead, but like, it's it's also my number two T two. Oh, all right. So our number twos and our number threes yeah. not lined up. I have to say, T2 had to go number two for me, 100%. I mean, it's objectively, it's Arnold's best movie. Yes. And uh, I, I rewatched it. I've watched it quite a few times. And I have to respect, you know, how much of a 
impact it's had. But it's for me personally, it didn't meet number one spots. It lacked the sentimental value. It doesn't have as many one liners. It's more of a serious movie. Yes. You know? So it didn't encompass like what Arnold means to me. But it does showcase Arnold's peak movie, you know, era. I mean, I, I think that, that shit's, like, won awards. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think we're both on the same mindset with that movie. Yeah. Which, then transitioning into our number ones, I have no idea what yours is, which blows my mind, because you've already listed the ones that I probably would have put as your number one pick, so I have no idea. So I'll go. I think you forgot about this little gem. I might have. Yeah. I'll go ahead and say my number one right away, which, spoiler alert, but you already guessed it right away, and I wanted to just kind of divert you a little bit, or at least divert the audience. I know. It's Predator. It's Predator. Yeah. It's it's kind of like what you, what you said teeing up your number one, like the sentimental value of it, the one-liners. I do go back and revisit this movie like this. This is what started, like, the Arnold craze for me, was Predator, was get to the choppa, and then, all right, what's the movie surrounding that one-liner? And to have it be as awesome and cool as it is, like, it starts off with with the, the big badass, like, mercenaries of, like, you know, Jesse Ventura with his, with his cowboy hat and his big Gatling gun, and, and seeing these giant behemoths of human beings like getting picked off one by one by predator that they can't even see until you know arnold gets covered with the mud and it jumps in the water and you know uh the action the one-liners and just it's it's a movie that you know any any of these Arnold movies could go off the rails at any minute you know, and some of the bad ones do, but yes there are some bad Arnold movies oh, terrible, but this one has the potential to go off the rails but it recognizes when it needs to be serious and it can take a breath, take a breather, and it can give the serious moments when it needs to. And then we can also have the stick arounds when, when we need them too. It's 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 fun. It's badass. It's awesome. It's yeah. It's it's my number one. It like you said, is it Arnold's best movie? No, I I do think that's T two. But is it my favorite Arnold movie? Do I go back and watch this movie more than most? Absolutely. So it's it's my number one for the sentimental and just the quality of the film overall too i feel like it's one of those, see i just can't rewatch it because like once i know the plot i just get bored mm. but it's one of those that i think it would be one of the best movies like a objectively great movie seeing it for the first time yeah not knowing the plot like it's i mean it was groundbreaking for sci-fi and again a whole industry like a whole all the different predator movies that came out to this day there's comic books and everything it's still it's based on that movie so yeah i i can see why it's number one sentimental value it hits that mark i feel kind of foolish for not putting the top five um but i i gotta respect it man that's yeah that's worthy number one it's a great movie all right let's hear it which movie did i forget dude 
it's funny because like this movie has milestone value to you and um <laughs> oh no I, i'm like i'm already feeling ashamed and i don't you should feel even ashamed. know you should feel ashamed um it's uh it's hercules not James. <laughs> hercules in new york which watching episode one of the documentary the athlete it's like oh like that's actually kind of touching that that was his first movie yeah when hercules and the actor that played the hercules was like his idol growing up and his main inspiration to become the big bodybuilder that he was Mm -hmm. and then to have that be your first role as hercules like full circle yeah it was pretty cool to see that like his story is pretty unique it's it's pretty inspirational like that guy had a vision he had role models he had mentors and he made some magic happen it was pretty cool to see that but no that movie (laughs) as much as i love watching it i think it was you and dak yeah we watched it in the basement we didn't finish it no so bad it was bad it was so bad like what the gorilla suit came out yeah so so is it uh is it the the first documentary the the, the bodybuilder documentary where he talks about yeah. is is that your number one I thought wish, dude. Where, where where uh working out is is better than come it's like coming to me but he talks about that in the documentary he's like oh yeah i didn't mean that it was just to get like views dude that guy knew how to game the system before the system even was a thing. Like if the internet was around, he would be a sensational hit, like the the Paul brothers, because he just knew what people were interested. Like he just if you would say something kind of outrageous like a one-liner, people would be drawn to it. Mm-hmm. He just had that charisma. So, but no, as much as cool as that documentary is, uh and inspirational for the weightlifters out there. It is not. Any other guesses? I'm kind of at a blank right now. Like, all the big ones that, like, would come to to the forefront, I feel like either you or I have already discussed. You missed one big movie that, and this is going to spoil it. Is it, um, what is it called? I I think I might know, but I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. Go ahead, man. No, go. Tell us. Tell us your number one. Well, I want you to think back to your graduation. Oh, nope. That's not the one I was thinking of. I was thinking of, and only because of the one-liner that you were obsessed with for the longest time, your luggage. (laughs) Racer (laughs) with a crocodile at the end. I love that's my favorite one liner by far. We should have done that segment on this show. His favorite one liner. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, yeah, it, it's my favorite. He shoots a crocodile or an alligator or something. Your luggage. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, it, that's definitely my favorite. But no, number one movie for me Kindergarten Cop. Yes. I did forget about you that. Forgot about kindergarten. Wow, number one. Number one for me. Hundred percent. It's a tumor. It's a diploma. Yes, I did yell that at my high school graduation while holding up my. Could you forget, man? I think that movie. I guess again, just the the theme for me is 
watchability mm. and uh for that one like i think i've seen that the most with friends and family i can just keep rewatching it man it's just that, a fun plot yeah that 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 makes sense for your background i've only seen that movie like two or three times like i haven't seen that movie a whole lot which is why it didn't even crack my top five i think the most that i watched it was when i finally owned it you know it was one of those movies that i didn't own for the longest time and and finally one day i pulled the trigger on the blu-ray and i watched it like three or four times after that and it's bought it for me i think i bought it yeah i think i did yeah yeah blu-ray i got it too thanks to you it's a good one it to me it's it's, it's like his favorite. most wholesome movie you know like like you said it, it like it, it it works for all ages because you know he he's a kindergarten teacher so it's gotta it's gotta be that all ages genre area but at the same time it's got the adult stuff in it too like sprinkled in like it's not just a kitty movie but i do remember him talking about how like that was like one of his like more significant movies to him too because like he felt like he like learned a lot about acting especially with like yeah, children and stuff right. like that and yeah did you join the carpet i'm gonna play a little game called who's your daddy and what oh, does he do dude that that was not for kids man you had kids being like yeah my mom's a stripper or like boys have a penis <laughs> girls have a vagina <laughs> I don't know why, man, but that shit made me laugh. That shit made me laugh so hard. And it, the, it introduced the movie as, like, this is Arnold. We all are self-aware. He is a big baddie. But now he's got to be a kindergarten teacher? Are you serious? We're taking the biggest action here of all time and putting him in, like, this, you know, this job that the average American can kind of mm -hmm. understand. And uh, you know what? It's a pretty tough job. It's a pretty tough job. And now that I'm remembering, didn't that movie? Yeah, that's not a kids movie because didn't it open it up with like a a pretty gruesome like so like uh, fight scene where he was like undercover and he's got like this scraggly beard yeah, and dude. I think like some cocaine bust or something. I don't know, man. It's yeah, it was kind of an action movie, but that's why I love Arnold so much, is he's done all these different films. He mm -hmm. kind of dove into these just different domains, like Twins, Junior, Kindergarten Cop, um, maybe some other ones on our list, uh, Jingle All the Way. I just really like those fun movies. Um, the action ones are important to me, but like the memorable ones that are sentimental to me are some of those just really fun movies true lies the plots were just different for the time they're unique and kindergarten cop i don't know i just it's the most memorable for me and i think i've watched it the most so I, it had to go number one plus it had the tie into our friendship i thought you were such a baller getting in for the stage <laughs> that. even though like you you got nervous and you kind of just squeaked it out. Yeah, it's not a Duma, it's a Duma. I still did it. You still did it though. And I was just yeah, it was it was a good moment. So it's got to be number one for me. All right, let's recap before we wrap up. Uh, let's go through one more time our 
two honorable mentions, and then our, our five through one. I'll start. The two honorable mentions were True Lies and Total Recall. My number five was Commando. Number four for me was Last Action Hero. Number three, Jingle All the Way. Number two, T2, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And my number one Arnold movie of all time for me is The Predator. Nice. Well said. I like your list. That's. I feel like that's a more reasonable list. I feel if we had a poll, that would get more, uh, more clicks. You know, but you have a great list too, which you'll get into. You'll recap now, but like, it it kind of our list. Like, yeah, there's there's some cohesion. Like our our twos and threes, they both line up. But yeah, like silver and bronze. Yeah, but you you dip into like the great ones that are oftentimes forgotten, which I forgot about too. But like, I, I'm still upset about it. They're, they're worth going into because like you said, they got the comedy, they got the heart. They, they have more meaning than a lot of like the, the stereotypical action movies, you know, that it kind of encompasses Arnold as a whole, you know, why we like him more than Stallone, like mm. nothing against, Stallone, it's but like, like he, he, all his movies are the same. Yeah, you know. And the one time he tries to do a comedy, doesn't work out, and he's like, "Nope, never doing that again." Where Arnold, how many comedies did he do? How many? Even like we talked about with Last Action Hero, you know, he he took risks. He he mm-hmm. tried different things. He tried to, you know, flex some muscles that maybe he didn't really have yet, but you know, tried to work on them and he had all the muscles. Yeah, he had all the muscles. He watched that episode one of that documentary. He had all the muscles. But all right, give us your list one more time. All right. So my honorable mentions was Batman and Robin, Predator, and my top five True Lies, Twins, Jingle All the Way, T2, and my number one, Kindergarten Cop. Like I said, great list that if you haven't watched one of these movies, any of these movies, definitely they're worth the time to check out. Before we wrap up the whole Arnold talk, any final thoughts to wrap up Arnold talk before we wrap up this episode entirely? Gosh, man, I don't know. I just, I feel like that guy has been just very special in our friendship and uh you know the meme of arnold and then him as just i mean i don't know if he's been like the biggest role model ever but he he's just got a fascinating story and i love to see that and to see his his uh his charisma and his way of just being able to generate um drive and motivation for people i think that's just it's a national treasure arnold is a national treasure he is quite literally one of the best american stories of coming over the united states and just taking complete advantage of having opportunity and working for it and then he got lucky he got great people around him and things fell in his lap and he executed well and then now, recently, like last 10, 15 years, he had a humbling experience, but yet he still is so driven to make a change and still so committed to after school programs and whatnot. So 
Great guy. Highly recommend. Yeah. Pretty cool dude. <laughs> Great guy. Highly recommend. And that's how we end the Arnold discussion here on the Midwestern Nerds podcast. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-E-R-N-E-R-D-S. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Midwestern Nerds. We are the Midwestern Nerds podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to MidwesternNerds at gmail.com. You can find and stream and listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please remember to rate and review, share and subscribe, be kind, please rewind. All of these things help this podcast to continue to improve and grow and be the Midwesterners podcast that you, the listener, want to listen to. Join us next week as we have another fantastic episode for you. Fear Midwestern nerds this week. I have been Brian Stoffel. And I have been, what are you calling me these days? The jazziest stone there ever was. Dr. Jonathan Jazzy Stone. And whether it's beer brats, comics, or clothes, boots, or motorcycles, keep it naughty and you